A Lutheran student pastor with no criminal record was deported to Columbia. We'll explain the story ahead. Author and preacher Beth Moore isn't backing down and says there's no such thing as a godly misogynist. We'll tell you about it. And some good news from Alex Sherbeck. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Carey. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All of those stories are coming up, but first I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or even an online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and more. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash relevant. All right, to tell us about those stories today, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Tyler, welcome to Daily. How's it going, man? Hey, Jesse. Good to be here. So let's start off with this story about uh, this pastor. So so help explain some of the details with, with this. ICE deporting a, a pastor in Chicago. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a long and a little bit of a complicated story. I'll, I'll explain the details that we have, we've received so far. In an age of, of a lot of sad deportation stories, this one still stands out quite a bit. So the pastor in question's name is Betty Rendon Madrid. She's a 53-year-old Lutheran student pastor, and she's been deported to Colombia on Tuesday along with her husband, Carlos Encapié Geraldo. Uh, that deportation follows a recent ICE raid at their home, which was on. Chicago's South Side. It has been about a decade since the couple's asylum claim was denied. Uh, that happened after they fled to the U.S. from Colombia following threats from guerrilla leaders uh, that was, wow. were back near their native village. Uh, the family's attorney, Diana Rashid, says she had asked ICE officials to exercise discretion in their case. She told reporters, quote, we think this case is very different and it warrants different treatment. Betty and Carlos have no criminal record whatsoever. And the fact that Betty is a pastor in the Lutheran community and has these deep ties, they're also homeowners. We think that distinguishes their case. Um, what's interesting about this particular deportation case is how it started, which was actually with their daughter, Paula Hincapié Rendon. She's 26. She was detained while driving her five-year-old daughter. Uh, the ICE agents pulled them over in an unmarked vehicle. Rendon says she was handcuffed and placed in a second vehicle. And then an agent drove her car back to her parents' house with her daughter, her five-year-old, wow. still in the car under the pretense that they would be leaving her with the girl's grandparents. Um, but then, of course, they ended up taking the grandparents themselves into custody, which is what led to the deportation. And Capia Rendon said, quote, they tricked me into thinking that they were taking my daughter to my parents' house. They then detained my parents. I feel like they violated our mm. rights. Um ICE would not answer questions about why Hincapié Rendon was pulled over in the first place. She was released after providing paperwork proving that she was protected under the DREAM Act. However, she did discover two intruders in her house when she, after she was released, uh, leading to suspicions that ICE agents didn't actually secure her home after, she, uh, after they left with her parents in custody. Wow. 
Uh, fortunately, another relative had only already come by to take the five-year-old. So a lot of questions, a lot, obviously yeah. a very sad story there altogether. Uh, the lawyer, the couple's lawyer says she will continue to try to fight for the return of this couple. Wow. Well, that's definitely one we'll continue to follow on relevantmagazine.com and, you know, let readers know when there's any developments in that particular case. So, Tyler, I want to shift gears here. So, Beth Moore is tackling misogyny, which is, you know, uh, she's become, you know, such an important voice recently. Tell me, you know, a little bit about what she's saying now and what, what prompted it. Yeah, and she Beth Moore has been an important voice since uh, since I was a little kid. Uh, yeah. But she has definitely changed lanes and, and become, uh, in some ways, a more controversial figure than than she has been in a long time. She's been on a tear against misogyny in the church over the last year or so. Uh, this recently kind of came to a head when author and pastor Owen Strachan released a lengthy article online calling out various complementarians and more specifically for teaching that women can preach in the church. A more Responded a few days later, we covered that on the daily, making it clear that she didn't really want this fight. But if people insisted on having it, then she wouldn't be backing down. So, like you said, we covered that a few weeks ago on daily. Why is there re- renewed interest now? So on Tuesday, G3 Conference Director Josh Buis, who is also a pastor, wrote a post saying that it was, quote, time for the Southern Baptists to drop Beth Moore. Uh, and he actually blamed women preachers for the recent decline in church attendance here mm. in the U.S. Um, on Wednesday, Moore uh, responded. She didn't call out Buis by name, but her tweets were pretty clearly directed at him and at this post. She said, quote, there is no such thing as a godly misogynist. Do not be deceived. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. Uh, women preachers are growing in acceptance across the U.S. There are definitely more of them now than there were 25 years ago. But the majority of evangelicals still say the idea makes them uncomfortable, according to Barna Research. That's um, surprising. Luis isn't. Yeah, it is a little bit surprising. It's uh, Other denominations are growing more comfortable with it. And evangelicals are actually growing more comfortable with other types of women leaders in politics and in business, but are still uncomfortable with mm. them in the pastorate. Uh, Buis himself isn't happy with the pushback he's received. He tweeted just about an hour before we recorded this that, quote, the new code language for social justicians when they went to throw down an ace of spades is misogynist. It's an ad hominem approach to avoiding the authority of the Bible while attacking the character of the person who disagrees with you. So he's not happy about being accused of being a misogynist. Um, but it, it, it seems like he has taken on a, a pretty big fight here based on the ratio his tweet is currently receiving online. <laughs> Well, finally, Tyler, we, there's some good news uh, about Jeopardy host, uh, you know, and cultural icon Alex Trebek. Well, what's going on with him? Well, Alex Trebek, as you know, back in March announced that he had stage four pancreatic cancer. It was very, very sad, particularly since Jeopardy is undergoing a sort of a, a revival based on its inclusion on Netflix. It's become very popular for Netflix, and he's endeared himself to a whole new generation. So that news hit particularly hard. Um, at the time when he announced that he had pancreatic cancer, he said that the that what the doctors were telling him about the, his prognosis was, quote, not very encouraging. But the latest update is pretty positive. On Wednesday, People Magazine said that Trebek told them, quote, the doctors said they haven't seen this kind of positive result in their memory. Some of the tumors have already shrunk by more than 50%. So that's, to use his words, kind of a mind-boggling 
uh, uh, announcement, but it gives us a little bit of hope. He's obviously not out of the woods yet, and there'll be a long road to a full recovery, but uh, hopefully the, the fight seems to be going better than anticipated at the time. Yeah, that's that's certainly good news. Well, Tyler, thanks, man. Thanks, Jesse. And to read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out our homepage at RelevantMagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the print magazine and the other podcast. You can find them in iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget, we're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily.